A man like me was playing 2K. Like I always do, man. I was playing my 2K once upon a time, 2K17. I was going hard, going hard in the paint. But obviously I have haters because I'm nice, you know what I'm trying to say? So I'm just nice at the game. I'm doing my thing. Playing with a guy called Nonzo. Now my player is a playmaker. I make plays. I pass the ball. I do my thing. Now when I was first... That was the first time I actually made a playmaker. Before that, I had a pretty trash build. So I'm like, I'm a playmaker, so my job is to pass the ball. And my job is to get my teammate open, pass the ball to him, and he does the work. He scores the ball. Let's do this. Let's work. So I'm doing my thing. And Nonzo made a pure stretch big, which is just max shooting. So I'm doing my thing, dribbling the ball, dribbling the ball. Passing my man, passing it to Nonzo because his man would help. So I go through my man. His man comes to help. I pass to him. He doesn't shoot. He passes it back to me. I pass my man. I, I, his man helps. I pass to him. He breaks, a, he breaks the shot. I'm like, bro, what the hell is going on? I was like, bro, why aren't you scoring the ball? I'm like, this guy has... Mental issues or something, bro. This guy's mentally challenged. I swear to you. Bro, you're a sharp. Shoot the ball. And the man said, you're open. And that's the whole point of this episode. Is the path is there. You have the shot. You have the ability to do whatever you're thinking about doing. We're all thinking about doing something specific. We all have a plan of action in our head. If someone were to give us that reassurance, if we were to get that go, that push that we need, that fear, we'll die in a year. Like, I swear to you, we have something in our minds ready. But for some reason, we feel like there's something in the way, but it's not there. We're open. I swear to you, it's not there. It's bait. You're getting baited. Bait is everywhere. All had those experiences where we feel like if we do something, something huge is going to happen. We think it's this whole thing in our head. It's all in your head. I promise you. Things that you feel like are so serious, so dramatic, life-changing, it's way worse in your mind than it is in reality. The reality is you're open. Going on with the story. I'm arguing him. Now we're arguing. Stubbornness is idolatry. Now we're arguing. Arguing, arguing, arguing. Your job is to shoot. That's your job. So if I pass the ball and you're open, shoot the ball, you should make every shot. It's a game. I can't make every shot. Now we're arguing. He's like, how about this? Driving. No matter what happens. I'll take the blame because I'm telling you to do it. So just drive in. Next play, drive in. I don't care if the man is standing under the net. Just drive in. I actually learned recently that a constant need for reassurance is a compulsion. So if you take the term OCD, you usually obsess over something. 
and it causes anxiety, stress, fear, doubt, worry, all these different things. It's an obsession. And you look for a compulsion, which is whatever you do to get rid of that stress. And a constant need of validation, a constant need of reassurance, constant need of, I want to do this, or I plan to do this, but you, you need someone, something to just give you that confidence to do it. You, sh- you shouldn't need that. But in this case, I did. So when I did get that confidence, that, all right, it's not on me. I could care less what happens. Drove in, lo and behold, I made the layup. Now the whole, my whole idea of the game changed. This whole concept of baiting, this whole concept of someone can make you think that their presence is there, that that fear, that wall, that barrier, but it's not real. It's an illusion. And they say the devil's the author of confusion. You know it's GG's out here, but... How do you take back control? That that means that person took control of my mind to make him think that he's there, but he's not. So I learned a valuable lesson. How do you take control? You are not your mind. So you got to get your mind on your side through understanding, through whatever you need to do to trick your mind into thinking that they're open. So I learned this strategy. You go in hoping for the worst case scenario. Whatever it is that you think is so bad, so wrong, that you think is holding you back, pray for that. I hope that happens. I'm begging. When I drive in, from that moment forward, up until my final days of playing 2K in, what, 2020? From 2017 to 2020, every single time I drove into the paint from that day forward, I was praying the enemy jumped. Lord, yo, I was praying I want you to jump. I want you to block me. Please block me. And then you ask any of those guys back in the day when I used to play video games, they would say, The number one attribute I had was defense, but not offense. All he does is drive. All I do is drive. Don't even, I never make a slash and build, but I'm always driving. I'm always making all different types of dunks and layups and all different things that you thought my build can't do because I learned how to drive. You have to create an opening. Now, you have the control. Because if he doesn't jump, then I score. But if he does jump, that's what I want. So now he has to fully commit or else he can't make me hesitate. You have to trick yourself. Because there's something stopping you. There's something in the way. There's something blocking you. But it's not really there. You're scared of something that you've dealt with before in the past, you're capable of dealing with it now, and it's only going to get better in the future. 
You have all the abilities necessary, all the requirements. You've done all the training. You just need to take that step and hope for the haters. Pray for them. Yo, I pray every day someone finds this podcast and starts hating on me. I pray every day that everyone that's ever loved me starts to hate me. I pray. I pray I have to walk this path alone. Just change your mindset. What you expect can't hurt you. If you go into something expecting a certain outcome, then it can't hurt you. But obviously, we need to flip it when we need to, though, because that's also... We need to learn when to use this strategy correctly because there are people who go into maybe relationships and they expect the other person to hurt them or to cheat on them. And they do things in order to instigate that and they're creating their own downfall. With that, you have to expect the best. But when you're trying to reach the next step and a path that you're uncertain about because no one likes to move with uncertainty, but when nothing is certain, anything is possible. And if anything is possible, that could mean really good or really bad, but you have to take that risk. You have to. It doesn't matter. Because, like I said before, my best attribute was defense. So what if you block me? You get the ball back, I'm going to just play defense. If you're best in the worst case scenario, you can't lose. What will happen if you lose everything? You still have God, right? Like, if you have someone you love, someone that you feel like will never leave your side then hold on to that. Make that be all the confidence you need to move forward because no matter what, that person will always be there. You got to find something to trick your mind into taking back the control because when the spirit of fear takes over, then they're in control. Then you move in your life and it's not even you moving. That's not your actions. Nobody chooses to work the same job for 20 years and be in the same situation for 20 years. How are you getting $70,000, $60,000 every single year and you're still in the same rut, in the same place? It's because you're not in control. It's fear. How are you telling everyone about all these grand plans but you haven't made one single move? Because it's not you moving. You're not dictating your actions. The spirit of fear is. Someone else is in control. When you live for someone else, you become their consequence. It's hard to explain, but well, because I'm bad at explaining. When you live for yourself or you live for a purpose, you develop a garden. And if you train that garden and cultivate it and you're always working on it, 
you'll plant seeds, you'll grow stems. Sometimes you'll plant some bad seeds and, you know, you'll get some thorns and some figs in the garden. You know what I'm saying? But if you plant the right seeds and you grow and you bear fruit, that will be yours that you can share with the world. But once you start to live for someone else, once you live in fear of something else, then you just become a plant in their garden. And you can never surpass them. And they dictate how far you grow, how much you develop. So you have to take back that control. It's a fight. It's honest to God, a fight for your mind. A fight to live. Everybody dies, but not everybody lives is real. That's real life. Don't think because you woke up, did whatever, and went to bed that you're actually living this life or not. You feel it. It's different when you start moving the way you want to. I was even um, talking to someone. I was actually talking to him about how <laughs> I was telling him on video games where um, whether it was um, I want to say 2K and Fortnite, but it was Fortnite that was the, the scariest one, the funniest one, where when I was alone. When someone would join my party and it was a one-on-one, they'll freely say I'm the best at Fortnite. They'll, they'll say it without a hesitation. But when it's in a party, they'll never say it. And they'll always try to make up some excuse as to why I'm not the best. And they did that for a couple games. And like... When I started moving different in my life and started doing different things, like whatever, as a group, people would put me down. But one on one, they'll always seek to understand and they'll be like, yo, how are you doing that? And I want to do it too. And they'll just be so open. And my cousin was telling me that he was, um, he stopped smoking weed, which was huge in his friend group and his social, whatever. His social environment. And he's been, he hasn't seen his dogs in months, 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 months. And then he went to go see his dogs the other day and they were all smoking. And then they're, he was like, no, nah, I don't do that no more. And they were like, yeah, bro, stop this. And they're trying to pass him the, the weed, pass him, pass him, pass him the joint. And he wasn't taking it. They're like trying to make fun of him, trying to diss him and all that. Like, you think you're sick, like you're not like that. And, and then every time he'd walk off to go do something or he'd move here or just, Anytime he met any of those guys one-on-one, they were talking to him like, yo, yo I want to stop too. And yo, how'd you stop? Like, what'd you do? Like, what are the steps? Like, yo, bro, like, I don't even know how you did that. Like, yo, this, this is actually so toxic. I'm done smoking. People need reassurance to live with, for themselves. Like, people feel like if they make a different move, that not only is it hard, obviously, to stop addictions, to stop certain habits, but... You feel like that person that you might change into won't be accepted by the people around you. Therefore, you're not living for yourself. It's it's complicated, but fight for your mind. Trick yourself into accepting the worst case scenario.
believe you're him. There's only one way forward, man.